Hey everyone, I'm Rob Scott from UC Today and we're bringing you all the latest news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration space. So today I'm joined by David Fisher from Luware and we're gonna be discussing their new contact center module, which is part of Luware Nimbus, the customer service suite for Microsoft Teams. Welcome, David. Hey Rob, good to meet you. Thanks for joining me, David. How's things? Oh, really good, thank you. Can't complain. <laughs> good, good. Um, just before we jump, jump into today's session, how about we just do uh, a quick introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Luware, please. Yeah, so I'm leading the sales team. Um, I'm with the company for six years now. Actually, I was fortunate enough to be part of most of the growth. Uh, I was number 18, I think, oh, six years ago, quite, quite a while, quite a journey. And uh, um, yeah, now I'm responsible for the global sales team, but we are still heavily based in, in Europe. So we have a couple of people in, in Germany, some in the UK and, and the big team in Switzerland as well. Fantastic. Thanks for that. So uh, just, you know, I suppose before we dive into the product, tell us a little bit, of, you know, about the, the kind of background to, to uh, Luwe Nimbus and the contact center suite that you've got. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe if I if if I'm allowed to step back a little bit, so we are building customer centric solutions for Microsoft UC for eleven years now, and and we always try to do. Um, I think in the market everybody calls it a native solution, and uh, um, with this way of integration, once uh, Microsoft Teams hit, uh, we 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 thought about like how how are we tackling that new product and do we just build a connector or how we go ahead with it. And we decided to actually start from scratch all over again and uh, build uh, the product, which is called like uh, Numer Nimbus. It's actually a, a funny story because um, there was actually a project title. The, the idea was to, to call it differently and then everybody just loved it because it, Nimbus is, is actually a cloud really high up. And so we thought that like the, the, the deepest integration should be the cloud, which is the highest. But uh, yeah, now everybody is, is uh, mistaking me for, for Harry Potter, I guess. But I, I don't mind. <laughs> We're good with broomsticks as well. Good. And so you've got the Luware Nimbus uh, suite. Um, yeah. And now you've got the Luware Nimbus contact center. You know, can you just talk us through the difference between the two? Yeah, actually, I mean, I think Nimbus starts where the Microsoft call queues end, right? If you need some additional reporting and things like that. And then we just started progressing in functionality or, or it might be a bit of a cliche, but what are the things you can actually solve with it? So we have advanced routing, which is really basically just opening hours reporting and simple routing functionality, and then going to enterprise routing, which is then adding the, the power automate integration and all of that. And then with the contact center, we basically just add skill-based routing and, and functionality like that, what you would expect in, in, in a contact center solution. Yeah. So we, you are able to solve most of your customer service centric um, problems you have or on Microsoft Teams or with Microsoft Teams, I would rather say. Great, so it's a, it's a cloud-based contact center for Microsoft Teams. You mentioned skill-based routing. Talk us through some of these features. What, what, what kind of capabilities does it, have, does it have? I mean, with, with skill-based routing, it's, I think really important is we, we still focus very much on, on architecture, but I don't think our customers really care, right? They want to solve their problems with using uh, Luver Nimbus and and uh, um, it was fine um, doing like a team based solution at the beginning where we which, where we just um, send calls to to a group but at one point you just need skill based routing to differentiate between um, the different staff you do have um, 
I'm, I'm from Switzerland, as you, as you might be able to hear. Um, so the easiest one is always we have four different languages, right? And not everybody is speaking those languages on the same level. So if you would just build a group, um, then, then everybody would be the same, but everybody is not the same, doesn't need to be. So my French is pretty bad. Um, but obviously I'm a native German speaker and I'm, I can, I can hang in English. So, uh, you would just give me a native speaker in, in, in German and probably a proficient in English. And then my French level would be way down. But if, if nobody's available in the French hotline, I'm still able to pick up the phone and say, uh, bonjour and, 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 and try to just hang on myself too until I can transfer the call or, or do something with it or say somebody is calling back. And I think that's, that always has been the idea of skill-based tracking. But for us, the important part about it is that it's all integrated in, in your central experience hub, which is Microsoft Teams. It's not, it's not about building a second client or just getting the functionality inside this Microsoft ecosystem. And so it's not really like one functionality or, or, or one, um, one, one set of features that is coming with the contact center. It's just um, adding um, possibilities how to solve the problems you had or, or the things you were able to solve with your contact center before, I would say. Fantastic. And so it's built, you know, I suppose, with the Microsoft ecosystem in mind. And I mean, in terms of what it can do uh, for customers being a native kind of Microsoft solution, what kinds of things can it do? Uh, when we when we look at the architecture, I think if you and that was actually the reason why we started from scratch again. I, I guess we, we actually we never really uh, thought about too long. We just we just basically decided to start with it because uh, what it can do, which is I think is pretty interesting, is wherever your number is home or your endpoint is deployed, there the conference is going to be built. So you need one installation to to actually serve. Uh, internationally dispersed companies, right? You only have one Microsoft Office 365 tenant probably, but you still want, um, if, if Australia is talking to New Zealand, then the conference is built in Australia. And if Germany talks to Switzerland, then, then the conference is hosted in, in Germany. And that gives us the possibility to, um, really tackle the problems with latency or things like that you might, you might have. And the, and the other thing is, uh, if you talk about modalities, so we, we have a chat, right? We, we are on video at the moment. Um, you, you might, uh, uh, want to, um, I don't know, just have a voice call or start with chat and, and having all those features, um, natively integrated into teams just gives you the possibility to just use the same client as you always have been using. Or if I want to drag in somebody, I need an expert suddenly. I just can drag a person in. I think those are the, the, the things that make the solution, um, special. What about integrations with the kind of wider Microsoft uh, kind of ecosystem? Yeah, so we, we actually tackle all, almost all of them. So for, for let's say you use text-to-speech, especially let's say in service desk scenarios or things like that, you, you don't always use an announcement, then we are using the Microsoft Cognitive Services for that. And also to do the description, we use the same thing. And I think one of the uh, most interesting um, connectors we, we build is the Power Automate connector. And we fire trigger at certain points 
in, in, in your journey through our contact center, uh, contact center solution. So, um, you can, you can use what, whatever system you are using already in the company, also using a power automate connector. I don't want to like spill or focus on, on any single, uh, CRM system, but you, you once, once a, a call arrives, you can, we can fire a trigger and see what language is this person speaking and then uh, make routing decisions as an example depending on, uh, on on the information we get back. So if somebody speaks French, we don't need to ask them um, in, in the IVR, do you want to go to uh, a French agent? We just do the routing for them if we know them from the CA, right? Um, and all of those things. Also more dynamic things like, uh, um, let's say you want to build standby duty. Now um, you can use Microsoft Shifts um, and, and have like a shift plan in there. And we could then do a connector, which then uh, dynamically um, changes the, the transfer targets. Things like that make it extremely powerful because it's not just our solution, but it's connecting with the whole ecosystem. Yeah. The same would go for PyBI for reporting all of those, all of those things. So probably if you, if you name it in the ecosystem, we, we have a connection there. Well, so it's what you're saying that using these native Microsoft you know, services and applications and products that, you know, in the wider ecosystem, it really does give you that additional flexibility and, and capability as a contact center platform. Because I imagine a lot of your customers have their, you know, relatively complex requirements. Yeah, they do. Although I think, I think the move to teams, if we, if we step away from, from our product, the move to teams is always, um, also it's a technical problem or, Granted, but I think it's also an organiz organizational problem and, and loads of your business processes are going to change them anyway. So I think it makes sense that you are going to, um, rebuilding your, your customer service or your contact center the same way, right? So, uh, yes, they do have um, requirements and yes, we do get the RFPs with, with all the boxes to check, but I think it's also a, a great opportunity to rethink um, those those customer service challenges, right? And and using Microsoft Teams as the central ecosystem, I think gives you so so many possibilities to to stray away a little bit from how you have done things in the past. Probably. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That's a really good point, isn't it? You know, it, it is a fundamental shift change when you move your contact center to Microsoft Teams, and and the fact that you've got a flexible product there with that uh, it's got you know huge capabilities. Um, I think that's really, really great for contact center uh, environments and organizations looking to you know, help improve their customer experience ultimately. So, yeah. Um, now I'm actually the happiest when, when, when customers um, tell us um, they don't really know where teams stop and we start, right? And so some of them told you, you but we don't, we're not using Lumware, we, we're just using Microsoft Teams and they were on our user interfaces every day. So I'm, 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 some might be uh, a bit disappointed that they're not uh, visible, but, but actually I was really happy about it because I think the, the, the change to Teams is already a, a big shift for, for loads of the, of the people working inside the company, not, not just the contact center, right? And, and I think then to learn a second client next to it and then uh, always to remember where to pick up the call. And if I, if I want to do a conference, I need this tool. And if I want to do a call, I need this tool. So I think I'm, I'm really pleased in, in that we managed to, to keep it simple inside of the team's client. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So talk, talk to me about the future, you know, the roadmap, what, what's going to happen with uh, the Nimbus uh, suite going forward? 
So um, we, we have a development cycle of, of three weeks. So every three weeks we, we update our cluster. And probably there is to say, as we have started from scratch again, we have built everything on Kubernetes cluster and really gone cloud technologies, with, which allows us now to update a lot quicker and a lot more often um, with, with this architecture. Um, oh, there are loads of features coming. But probably one of them, is which is always asked for, is, is call as a service, right, that you can call out. Uh, with with different phone numbers, um, depending on your skills. So if you have the skills for inbound, you're also allowed to call out with that. Or you could do like marketing campaigns and call out. And if somebody's calling back, you you not have to pick up the phone and say, uh, uh, why are you calling? You already know, right? So thing, things like that. And then I think really um, the improvement of the um, all the dynamic parameters in 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 uh, in conjunction with with uh, Power Automate. I think that's that's so powerful, right? If you can use Power Automate at, at every step inside your your customer service organization to fire triggers in all directions, so you can I don't know put put a list together where where everybody who's waiting more than fifty seconds gets on this list, and then somebody calls them and, and apologizes. Probably not after fifty seconds, but you you get an idea on on how flexible it can be then, and and I'm really excited about that part. Right? That's good, and I mean. You know, implementing contact centers and, and really upgrading your kind of customer experience environments can be a challenging task. How do you kind of wrap this up in terms of customer success? Yeah, this is actually changing a lot as well, right? Before it was so infrastructure heavy. So you, you had um, system engineers and, and we still we still have them. I'm not, I'm not wanna, want to get beaten up by them and telling them I'm, I want to get rid of them. Not at all. But I think it's, it's, you need, you need a different kind of person as well. And that's our customer success team. And those people are from all different backgrounds, very customer centric. And they are the one face which stays with the customer through all of the onboarding um, process. And they're probably uh, not as technical as, as the people have been before. They don't need to be. They more talk about like, how could we change it? How, how, how is the organization um, changing? And how could we actually solve your problem probably in a different way? And then if they need uh, more technical people, um, they always have some um, they can drag in and get in. But, but they are the one single touch point for the customer in this onboarding process. Yeah, it's really, it's really changing. It's also changing. Uh, um, the kind of, of, of people we, we are hiring. And I think it's a great mix, gives, gives a bit more diversity in, inside the company, which, which helps as well, right? And I think it's, it's a really a, a big plus for, for our customers that they have one um, single um, contact person which, which leads you to the whole onboarding process, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important too. I think it's, uh, all contact centers are different, you know, their internal capabilities are different as well, aren't they? So some will want to just deploy it themselves. Some will uh, need that assisted deployment. Some will just want to outsource that deployment. Yeah. Um, Which you can by now, to be fair, right? It, it's yeah. incredible. Before, it, it took us like seven, eight days just, just to, to have the base installed, right? Exactly. Now, yeah, we have the infrastructure kind of costs really nowadays, haven't we? To, to Absolutely. Just to turn the thing yeah. on and screw it into the IT cabinet. So yeah, yeah. you probably shouldn't tell, right? The, the record, if you click on everything, just next somebody like one of the partners has done it in 41 minutes, and, and the tenant was running. Right? It's, right. it normally takes around a day. Let's let's uh, let's be realistic here, but it, it is it is a different world, right? And with the world changing, obviously, also the people, yeah, facilitating um, the the solutions are changing with it, probably. 
Yeah, absolutely. You've got to remain agile in today's world, it seems. So. <laughs> yeah, it makes you. If, you. if you were before, it makes you, that's for sure. And for anyone looking to find out more on Lubeware products, uh, what's the best way to get in touch? I think the easiest is to go to our website, right? If you, if you want to book a demo, there is a button for that. Then you, then you probably reach somebody from my team if you just want some information. I, f- I think our marketing department made, has, has done a good job to, to explain and, 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 and get like the, the first information out. And, and then we're really happy if somebody clicks that button and reaches out to us. And we, we would love to talk more about it. Absolutely. So jump onto lueware.com uh, and there's lots of information on there. Uh, I'm sure, sure you'll enjoy the, uh, the content and, and blogs and, and everything else that's on there. So, hey, David, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Rob, for your time and your questions. Have a great day. And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a UC fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can join us using the UC News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And our social links are in the description. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.